Hey everyone, my name is Erin, and this is Leading Like Her, a podcast that takes my experiences and the experiences of other amazing leaders and help us all take our leadership game to the next level. Think of me as your business bestie, guiding us both through the ups and downs of managing people and developing into the strong female leaders I know we can be. You probably know what you should do, but don't always know how to make it happen. I'm here to help us take that next step together. I'm not competing against you. I'm rooting for us. So let's get started. Hey, happy Monday. Another week of 2022 has begun. And today I want to talk about a big, big topic. And today's topic is about failure and How we bounce back from failure really says a lot about us as a person, as a leader, as a woman. And there's a lot of different things that can come out of failure that are really, really positive. And I want to share a story with you guys about probably one of the biggest failures in my life. And I don't know how many people know this, but I failed out of college. I did not graduate with a degree in four years. It actually took me five and a half years to graduate with my bachelor's degree. And that was probably the most transformative time in my life trying to navigate that particular failure. So I want to tell you the story of how that happened and what I've learned from it. And I also want to challenge you to think about, while you're listening to this, a time that you failed and what came out of that failure, both the positive and the negative. So let's talk about me. Let's talk about my failure. So I started college when I was 17. I was a young freshman. I was born and raised in New Jersey. The cutoff for kindergarten was October 1st. My birthday's in September. And so I was one of the youngest kids in the class and stayed that way all through school. So graduated at 17, got into Purdue University and had every intention of being an astronaut. Okay. I think I said this maybe in my first or second episode of this podcast, but I went to space camp four times. I was obsessed with learning everything I could about Sally Ride and Neil Armstrong and all of these amazing astronauts that have just pioneered space exploration over the decades. And I wanted to be a part of that club. And Purdue University has the most astronauts in the astronaut corps ever including Neil Armstrong and Gus Grissom, right? So it was the obvious choice for me to go. And Purdue is in Indiana. Again, I'm from New Jersey. And so at 17, I, with the help of my parents, packed up our car and drove the 12 hours across uh, Route 80 over to Purdue to move me in. Now, I was a great kid in high school, I'll just say it. I never smoked. I never drank. 
which I know is like shocking to everyone. I never had any alcohol in high school. The only alcohol that I drank while I was in high school was when I was in Ireland visiting family and had a Bulmer cider at a bar in Dublin. That's the only alcohol that I had as a kid. And so when I went to college, I had no experience with drugs or alcohol or being on my own or managing a budget or anything like that. And I was a hundred thousand percent completely unprepared for adulthood and for college life. But I was motivated. I was excited. High school was relatively easy for me. I didn't have to work very hard to be in honors classes in high school. So I didn't really know how to study or manage my time. And again, all of these things looking back now are like, duh, no wonder you had problems. But at the time, you know, again, I'm, I'm 17. I don't know. My parents did the absolute best that they could to prepare me, but even they didn't know. And so moving in, I moved into a dorm with a roommate and it was kind of a communal style dorm. We had a communal bathroom and all of almost all of the girls on my floor were in freshman engineering and so it was a great place to make friends I have lifelong friends that I met in that dorm freshman year in 2004 and that I still talk to today they will be forever friends right I had just the best time getting to know those girls but We're in college and there are frat parties and there's different organized events and there's staying up late to just relax. And I did not do well (laughs) that first semester. I was also kind of set up. I took way too many credits that first semester as well. And so I ended up failing two or three classes that first semester and I got put on academic probation which was a real wake up call for me because I I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, I don't I don't want to get kicked out of school. And so my second semester freshman year, I was able to pull it together and get my GPA up to the point where I was taken off of academic probation. So bullet dodged. Second year, I had a boyfriend. On top of all of the stress and pressure of doing well in school, on top of really drinking way too much alcohol throughout the week, over the weekends, really enjoying sleeping in, didn't go to all my classes, really just had a hard time just adulting. I just had a really hard time adjusting to being on my own. And it showed. And once again, sophomore year, I was put on academic probation. And the end, that second semester of sophomore year, I wasn't able to get my GPA up high enough. And I ended up failing out. I could not do it. I could not get my act together enough for me to be able to return to Purdue for the fall of my junior year. And I was in complete denial, complete denial. 
I was like, oh, like I'll talk to the dean or we'll work something out and it's going to be completely fine and, you know, nothing bad can ever happen to me, right? And I was in such denial that I did not tell my parents. I did not tell my parents that I failed out of Purdue. My parents found out when they went to go pay the tuition for the next year and couldn't. And I had an internship. I was working uh, for Mercedes at the time as an intern. And I remember coming home from work one day and my dad sitting at the bottom of the stairs and looking at me and going, I think we need to talk. (laughs) And at that moment, I, I knew that they knew. And went upstairs. My mom was waiting upstairs and there were a lot of tears and I panicked. And I think my parents panicked, rightfully so, right? Um, I am the firstborn. I'm the oldest child. This was their first experience with a child in college and I just completely blew it. And not only did I blow it, but I kept it from them. And I had I did not ask for help. I did not ask for money. I did not ask. I did not tell anyone that I was struggling. I internalized all of it and was so ashamed of it that I clammed up. I didn't want anybody else to know that I couldn't hack it. And that was 100% the wrong thing to do. But once we kind of got past the initial shock and emotion of it, I have to give so much credit to my parents because then they went, okay, what are we going to do? Let's come up with a plan. What do you want? Do you want to go back? Do you want to go somewhere else? Do you want to switch majors? What do you want to do? And let's work on a path to get you there, which is the absolute best reaction that they could have had. And we sat down and I said, I a thousand percent want to go back to Purdue. I want to go back to school. I have friends there. I have a life there. I want to get a degree from there. It is one of the best universities in the country. I know I can do it. I just need help. And so we started writing emails and started trying to engage some of the staff at Purdue on what it would take to get me back in. And one of the things is when you actually, when you fail out of a university, you have to take a semester away. So I could not go back in September for my junior year. I had to wait until January. And we had to decide what I wanted to do at that time. And I decided that some of the classes that I struggled with at Purdue, maybe I should try at a different university. And so we signed me up for some classes at New Jersey Institute of Technology, which was down the street. I could live at home and knock out some of those basic classes, the physics, the maths, things like that at home, and then start taking some of the more advanced classes when I get back to Purdue. And that made all the difference in the world. I kept up with my education. I kind of stayed in that college mentality and kept me going and kept me motivated to get back into school in the spring. And the next thing was what my major was going to be, because Purdue engineering is so difficult. 
and it's meant to be difficult, but I wasn't in an environment that I was learning the way I needed to learn. I am a much more hands-on practical application type learner and sitting and understanding theory and design and that heavy part of engineering just wasn't my jam like at all. And I came to realize that about myself because when you fail at something, you actually gain a lot of clarity as to what you're good at and what you're not good at based on that failure. And so one of the biggest light bulb moments for me was, I don't think that I can be successful in engineering, but maybe I can be more successful in the school of technology because technology students have a lot more labs and have a lot more hands-on learning. And that sounded like something that was a lot more appealing to me. And so we reached out to the dean of the school of technology And I interviewed, I had to actually interview and advocate for myself and tell her why I deserved to go back to that school. And again, that was another moment where I had to grow up. I had to grow the fuck up, man up or woman up really, and figure it out and advocate for myself and make sure that she knew how badly I wanted to go back. And I got in. I got into the School of Technology. And so after my semester off, I was able to go back to Purdue. And I was a completely different person. Because that whole experience really makes you realize what you want most and what you're willing to do to get it. And that is the biggest blessing of failure is when you're put in a situation where you're not successful, you really understand what you want. And sometimes when you fail, you realize you don't want that thing that you were working towards. And that's cool too. But if it's something that you fail at that first time and you learn the lessons that you need to learn in order to be successful the second time, that second time, you are gunning for it and you want it so bad and no one is going to tell you that you can't do it. And that's the motivation and the drive that you need to be successful. And that's exactly what happened. I got into the School of Technology. I found some amazing classmates to help, to help me and to help them. And I crushed it. I finished. It took me a lot longer than I thought I was going to be to graduate college but I freaking did it. And I am so proud of myself to this day that I did it and I got what I wanted and that my parents were so supportive of me going back and getting what I wanted. So so failure isn't always the worst thing in the world. In the moment, it may feel like it. God, it, it definitely felt like it in the moment for me. But Nowadays, when I fail at something, I really try to learn what the what lessons are there in that failure. And you can learn some hard truths about yourselves. I learned that I was drinking way too much, that I had to really learn how to block out time to study, and that I really needed 
to open up to my family and to my friends when I was struggling. That was probably the biggest lesson I learned that pride can just destroy dreams sometimes. And swallowing that pride and asking for help when you're struggling can be the best thing for you. And I carry that with me to this day. So as far as the lessons I learned out of failure, learning some hard truths about yourself, and it makes you realize what you want most and what you're willing to do to get it. One of the other things that I learned to do out of this failure is to not judge as much. College is freaking hard. Okay? Call especially as a young adult, college is difficult. You're on your, your you're on your own for the first time. You're spending money on your own for the first time. You're trying to navigate adult relationships for the first time, all while trying to maintain a GPA. There is a lot to go into college, especially straight out of high school. And so when I see someone that doesn't have a college degree or has an associate's degree as opposed to a bachelor's degree or went to a trade school as opposed to going to college, there is a level of respect there that I don't know I would have had if I hadn't struggled through college myself. And when I'm looking at folks to hire into my facilities, I really have to take a hard look at, you know, is a degree really required for this role? Can someone that has life experience or has a different path that they've navigated other than college, can they do this role just as well or better? Right? And it really helps me put into perspective what builds character. And college degrees are amazing opportunities. And if you are pursuing a career that really points you in the direction of a four-year degree or even a master's or a PhD, that is fantastic. And higher education is amazing, amazing thing. But it's not for everyone. And it shouldn't be for everyone. And that's something that I've also learned going through this process is that there are some amazing people out there that did not go to college and they should not be ignored. So when you're looking for someone to do a job and you yourself failed at a particular requirement for that job, it really makes you look at what is really important for that role. So I really don't judge as much now that I have failed at that level. And sometimes failing is better than succeeding. Sometimes you have to fail first to learn the lessons that will make you succeed in the future and make you a better person and build your character and build your wisdom to ensure that you've got what it takes to do it the second time around. And I would love to know what you have failed at that you're now successful in. So hit me up, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on LinkedIn. I would love to know what you've what failures you've turned into successes and what lessons you learned from those failures that make you a better leader today. Because we all should learn from each other's mistakes. 
And part of this podcast and part of being in this amazing community is inspiring and mentoring and coaching other women to be better and to potentially not go through some of the failures that we have in our lives. So I want you to think about what in your life you have failed at, what you learned from that failure, and what you could teach another person about that failure to potentially help them avoid that roadblock in the future. So hit me up, let me know. And if you're in the middle of something that feels like it's just going to crash and burn on you, know that one, it's a short season. You will get through this. And two, if you do, if you do not become successful at what you're doing, it's only going to make you better. And it may not feel that way now, but I promise you in one, five, 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I'm really glad that I went through that. So, and if you're in that successful season where you've learned your lessons and you've turned it around and now you're doing what you love, share, share that story, share that story with your community, with your friends, with your coworkers, and use that to inspire everyone because you've kicked ass to get to this point and you deserve to be celebrated. So keep kicking ass, girl. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading Like Her. If you liked this episode, share this podcast with another amazing woman in your life and tag me in an Instagram story at Leading Like Her so I can personally thank you. Check out leadinglikeher.com for new episodes, guest bios, and additional resources to help inspire and motivate you to grow your leadership talents. Remember, you've got this girl. I'll talk to you soon.